A tight end commits with a stellar offer list. That QB is officially elite, and Cast Tech 2023, we're coming to your graduation parties. For those playing along at home, that's three references to high school boys to start the show, so you know it's going to be a good one. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves to Wolverine Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined, of course, by Kevin Scotch. Kevin, how you doing, buddy? Well, I hate you for this introduction. I I hate you for it. All right. So we had what was a perfectly good introduction. Tight end commits with a stellar offer list. QB is officially elite and cast tech. But then... You double down, you go with the high school boys reference. Why do we do this to ourselves, Michael Jones? Why? It's, it's why are we doing this to ourselves? I just think it's it's fair to be upfront about the lack of content oh in the God. middle of July. It's so awful, <laughs> truly awful. And uh, how many uh, how many fingers into the bottle of scotch are you at this point in time, Kevin? All right. So here's what happened today. You ready? Yeah. You hear that? Yep. That's the sound of the uh, of the cork going down on the scotch bottle. So we're getting our uh, guest bedroom for you ready to paint sure. uh, this week. It's going to happen. So I had to do some prep. I had to get some things ready. I had to move some furniture around. And I thought, hey, you deserve it. Let's have let's have a little scotch. You were talking about scotch this weekend with the with the fam. You had a little fam hangout. You're talking about some scotch with your uncle. Let's have one. And then I did a little bit more prep in the room, and I thought, you're on a roll. It's time for more scotch. So here we are. And uh, it's been a couple scotches. What what are we, what? What? What's the problem? Nothing, nothing. I am am thrilled. You, uh, it seems like um, you're uh, doing a Terry Crews in Brooklyn Nine-Nine with the cacao nibs, you know? You just I don't know. Explain this reference to me. Walk me through this. So you know Terry Crews, right? I'm aware. Yeah. Western Michigan alumnus. Yeah. Terry oh, so Crews. there's there's a bit in Brooklyn Nine Nine where uh, he um, he's overly stressed and uh, he turns to one of the other detectives and who's not very stressed and is in a peppy mood and he says, you know, every time I clear a file, I treat myself to a cacao nib. And, <laughs> cacao uh, nib. And, uh, a cacao and, nib. And through the the course of the episode, uh, Terry Crews goes from a immaculate Adonis sort of incredibly in shape person into a he's in a fat suit because uh, he just is hitting those cacao nibs. But it all starts with a I'm going to clear a file. I'm I'm going to do a thing and I'm going to treat myself as you did with the scotch. And now that I've explained the reference and the joke, all of our listeners are saying that was worth it. It was truly lean in. Uh, so what I have here is a is a Brooklotty, Port Charlotte, uh, heavy on the peat. So I have to admit, I got kind of pulled into the peated scotches over by the course this by guy. my wife. No. I got pulled into the peated scotches scotches by my wife. So we're going uh, we're going Isle. And uh, this one is pretty good. Have you have you had anything out of Brooklotty? I I, I I I don't believe I have. So it's not the like standard Lafroy Arbeg uh, Lagavulin. It's sure. like 
apparently out of that group. But it is uh, solid. I am happy with it. Uh, Brooklady ten. I'm I'm going to be picking some up. This is this is next on my my shopping list. You mm-hmm. sent me the picture, and that gave me great joy. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll be going to the bottle shop to try some. Yeah, here we are. Here we so. are. Here's how you justify <laughs> scotch. Okay, this is what I've learned. This is how. So you know when you go to the bar, right? You pick up a you, you pick up a round, right? What? Sure. You're just having a good time. You're picking up a round. Those are like $5 a drink or whatever, $6 a drink. You do the same thing with every bottle of scotch and you're just like, what? I'm just picking up a round with my scalp, myself. Yep. Five, $5 a drink, $6 yep. a drink, whatever. What? It's just like, you know, it's, it's the same diff. It's just like a little little, little outing. To, it's, a, it's a night out at the bar. It's mm-hmm. just the same as a night out at the bar. I'm except- here with Michael Jones and not with anyone else you were earlier alone with your thoughts and the paint and now you're here with me and everyone who is listening which thank you of course for listening indeed uh dear listener let pour yourself a drum saddle up let's go it's gonna get weird uh (laughs) please share the pod with spartans in your life you can rate review and subscribe wherever you get podcasts um Maybe not this one though. It sounds like uh, we went a solid three to four minutes on oh, scotch no. alone. No, did we not talk about sports the whole time in the middle of the summer when there's one dude that committed and then that's and it? Then more high school boys. So, uh, Kevin, uh, I would normally turn to you to tell people about the structure of the show, but I think you I want to tell do them. it. Nope. I want to do it so bad. I prepped all the walls in the house. I've earned it. Tell the no. people about the structure of the show, Kevin. All right. So, Greenwall. And it's going to start with Mr. Jack Nickel. Jack Nickel, tight end commit. Flip from Notre Dame is what Michael Jones will tell you, even though that's not true, but whatever. Then we're going to go off Grand River, except for not really. There's literally nothing off Grand River this week. How is that possible? The week after uh, name, image, and likeness. Because there's been a lot that happened this week in name, image, and likeness, but we're not going to talk about it. It's fine. And then Twitter. You know, Jonesy, here's what I'll say about Twitter. Yep. I'm very appreciative of everyone that participated in our our summer Twitter showdown. Yep. Is that what we'll call it? Sure. Sure. I'm not sure we did it justice last week. And I hope we get called out about this in the questions. But I think... Maybe we didn't nail it last week. What do you think? Do you think we need to do it over again? Well, I just think that maybe what we should do is like a retrospective at some point or like a reward or like an award show or something like that, where we do like our favorite question from each one of the questioners. Yeah, except I think we need to crowdsource that work, and I don't think anyone's going to do it. Oh, that's an even better idea. If um, we don't have to do it, that would be great. It's like the, uh, uh, what's my favorite? Um, How did this get made? And um, they do sort of a retrospective award show from time to time with different categories, but they they have their listeners do all the work and cut the clips for them. (laughs) Hey, let me do a how did this get made with the part Port Charlotte, uh, Brook Lade, 10. Here's how this got made. They took a, a puddle, just like a stagnant puddle. 
oh my God. that had been there for a while. And then they took like dirt and peat and then they just like slopped it into that puddle. And then they just let it sit there for 10 years. <laughs> 10 years. Over that time, good God, it became a sweet ambrosia. Let me tell you. Mm, this is one peaty puddle water that I paid dumb money for. Man, it is Ooh. only going to be people who truly listen to the show who are sticking mm. with us at this point in time. Anyway, Kevin, let's hey. talk about Jack Nickel. <laughs> hey, Jack Nickel. Let me... Oh, oh no. Oh, oh the, the court came back off the brook lot. Oh, what are we going to do? So, Jack Nickel is a 6'4", 230 tight end out of Alpharetta, Georgia, which is out of a... Where? Alpharetta. Where is that on uh, on Isle? Uh, so Jack Nickel is a uh, a high rated uh, composite three star. I think he's just a solid three star all around. Um, he's a That's my kind of guy. He's a big time blocking tight end who was a commit at Notre Dame and then changed his commitment. Some might call it flipping his commitment hmm. to Michigan State. Um, he can catch the ball, but he is definitely here to push dudes to the side. Um, so what's interesting about Jack Nickel for being that, uh, that, that high three star is his offer list is incredible. So mentioned obviously the Notre Dame commit. Um, so he had an offer there, but he had offers from Cal Virginia tech. I'm going to skip some of the lesser, uh, P five schools, but call Call that list. Uh, Florida State, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, LSU, Maryland, Miami, Nebraska, Northwestern, Oregon, Penn State, Purdue, uh, and Wisconsin. So, great list. Great list. Here, dear listener, is something that Mike Jones is going to tell you, but I am. So, uh, this whole Notre Dame flip situation, um, let's let's explore that for a second right are you about he, ready to neg on a, on a he on was a, a notre dame commitment and then a decommitment and then several days later another tight end committed to notre dame it's probably just a coincidence it's probably just a coincidence listen jack we can be excited about you joining the spartan team without you having to be a notre dame flip man we can just be happy to have you okay 6'4", 230 pounds, three-star man. I can relate on two of those three. And I imagine being 230 pounds is a lot. So you sound great. I'm big uh, I'm big on Jack Nickel. Do you try new, and claim 6'5 normally? It's 6'4 and change. So it's whatever's Who's convenient. counting? Whatever's convenient. That's what I take. Um, and right now, I'll tell you what's convenient. The Brook Lotte heavily feated. I'm going to need to text your wife to come up. Single into, malt. And, Scotch and take it away from you. Um, so, uh, Kevin, can you give the folks an update on Kate and Hauser, uh, who we talked about last week attending the um, the Elite 11 camp and seemingly doing very well there, but it is now official. Mm. were you not expecting me to turn to you for actual information well here's the thing uh the man did it 
He is a elite 11 quarterback. We're all very happy for him. Caden, I'm thrilled. And other than that, there's been no updates since last week. Got it. Okay. Great. I mean, that is truly it though, right? Like there are no other updates. Like, yeah, the no, only thing that's happened is the final list. I think though, what's, you know, what's really interesting is that clearly, you know, we got a good quarterback, right? Like, mm-hmm. but it is so tempting to be excited about a very good quarterback who is almost certainly going to be a consensus four star soon, right? That's a big deal. It's a a big recruiting win for Mel Tucker. And, you know, you, after a couple years of not great quarterback play, you're like, oh, you know, you're looking towards the future. Um, But (laughs) it's, as soon as he gets enrolled, we're going to be looking at the next guy. Yeah. Okay. The, The next shiny thing. So that was already the case. But then on top of that, you factor in this, new world of the the transfer portal let me ask you mike jones for all of Caton and his accomplishments and how excited we are to have him you tell me percentage chance that he ends up being an msu starting quarterback for even one season tell me oh uh i i i'd clock it at um 15 10 Wow, that is spectacularly low. And it that what is the math on that? That that over a five year period, there would be like nine quarterbacks on the roster, give or take, something like that to work out at fifteen. Yeah. So well, well, no, I mean it assumes that one person doesn't hold the job for more than one year. And it also assumes that he doesn't get injured or replaced by someone who's behind him or that he doesn't transfer out when he has to wait too long or okay. that that someone who is is better than him All right. doesn't All right. come, become available on the transfer market that we go out and get. OK. All right. So let's let's set what is a a MSU or, or just a generally college football quarterback starter what is the profile of that is it someone who plays over the course of the season when they're available is that to me that is what would qualify as a starter on a football team if you are available you're playing right yeah i i guess when you say it i took it as he doesn't play games in the same because you know because the person who was the chosen starter got hurt right like that's kind of a different scenario altogether okay fair enough so i was looking at more like he's the decided quarterback to start a season well that's tricky because fair that's fair would be the guy that the coaching staff and the fan base would prefer to be the quarterback over the course of the year once everything is decided do you think that as a result of the transfer portal, this whole situation with high school youths, do you think it's time youths. to ratchet this down? Do you like uh, how has this affected recruiting for you? How how do you handle now that we know what we know about the transfer portal? And oh, there sure. is no indication that the transfer portal is going away. 
How does this make you feel when you get excited about a Jack Nickel or you get excited about Kate oh, no. Bowser no, in because the Elite it, 11? See, the thing is, is that unlike basketball recruiting, which I think you can get more legitimately excited about a player, um, football recruiting. Because there's only all- nine guys on the team. Yeah. <laughs> so way more impact. Soon to be. Relative impact is way higher when there's Soon only to be. nine guys on a team. Only five guys on the team coming up next year. Um, but no, so it's, you know, and, and the talent level in, in basketball is so clearly that you are at a much younger age pro ready, right? So that's, that's it's just a, obviously a very, very different sport. And that's an understatement. But in in football, like if you had to ask me, am I more excited about Caden Hauser or Anthony Russo as a as a prospect for Michigan State? I'm going to pick Anthony Russo because he played, you know, high level football in college and was at a your starter. other team that you can't get enough of <laughs> yeah. Temple University that you can't, can't get enough of those owls. Um, so I mean, that's so. How has it affected me? Is like, am I more excited about? any number of the O-line commits we've gotten, or am I more excited about Jared Horst? I'm more excited about Jared Horst. Am I more excited about any prospect other than Kenneth Walker? It, Kenneth Walker is the guy I'm most excited about. Yeah. And and it's not only are they already at, you know, Power 5 Division One body types and size with with college training and, and strength and conditioning under their belt, and having worked through sort of being in college, right? Like that's a whole other thing that doesn't always work out for a student athlete is just balancing those two things, but they have tape. They've been successful. And I mean, like Kenneth Walker is a, is a perfect example of, he wasn't even their starter Mm -hmm. and he racked up more yards. I think than all of MSU's running backs combined last year. Yeah. So Yeah. I'm excited about Kenneth Walker <laughs> and, and there's, there are very few, there are very few freshmen that you can even get close to saying you're excited about in any meaningful sense. To me, I'm reminded of like a Harold Joyner or a Covarious Crouch, you know, we're excited about Covarious because of his Harry Potter name and, but- and his high upside. These are two guys that if they had just committed to MSU at the time, that would have just dominated our discussions. Yeah. And they've already gone through each of them, not to take anything away from them. We're happy to have them on the team now. But these are two guys that have already gone through programs and have already entered the transfer portal and already kind of, you know, for better or for worse, rehabilitating their football careers. I mean, so Crouch is a little bit different. He was only there for a year, right? Uh, was Joyner there for two? I thought Joyner was there for more than two. Yeah. But anyway, I get, I get your point, though. Point well taken. What I'm trying to say is it's harder and harder for me to get too, too excited about recruiting because I just figure what percentage of these guys in this class are going to end up in the transfer portal? Sure. Yeah. And let me add, dear listener, that that's no reason to stop listening because we're going to cover them when they come in. We're going to cover them when they leave. We're going to cover what's happening with the team in the meantime. And we want what's best for them while they're here on campus. I want them to have a great MSU experience. I want them to be successful. It's just 
it's getting harder for me to get motivated to like really invest in these guys because I figure we're never going to see some substantial percentage of them on the field. Yeah. All right. But, but that's fair. But I think a, a, an important counterpoint would be that you look at the people who left MSU this past year and the schools that they transferred to. Mm-hmm. And you look at the schools that the transfers coming in are coming from. Mm-hmm. And there is a notable quality difference. I don't know what you're talking about. When Rocky Lombardi transfers to Adonis University of the Gods on Olympus, what do you, what do you even what what is your argument right now? <laughs> when when Rocky Lombardi is ascending with Hercules to At Northern Olympus, Illinois, yeah, same diff. <laughs> you can take the metro out there; it's convenient. <laughs> I am uh, I am excited to watch him play U of M again this year, though. Is that true? Oh yeah. Are the Huskies on the schedule for yeah. uh, for the Wolverines? Yeah, I, I think, didn't realize that. I think week two. I, Wait, does I, that I, mean I, they're playing Huskies two weeks in a row? Mm. Uh, U of M, come on now, get it together, get it together. Oh, you really got Connecticut on the schedule too. Come on. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just. It, that was a that was a maybe a worthwhile uh, detour. I'm deeply interested how long this episode's going to go, and we're not going to look at the clock. Um, so uh, while we're gonna, you know, I'm just going to put that out here for you, Kevin. Did you happen to see any of the uh, the social media pictures uh, of Kenneth Walker the Third and uh, Jaden Reed and Peyton Thorne? Uh, well, I saw some thirst pics. Mm-hmm. That's what you're referring to. I did. That's exactly uh, what I was referring to. Apparently, Peyton Thorne, uh, I think he said this before everyone broke for the the summer, but that he was going to be hosting workouts in Illinois. And and it's no surprise Jaden Reed would be there as they were you know, high school cl- uh, classmates. But Kenneth Walker III being out there, kind of interesting, mm-hmm. as he's the presumed starter. Yeah. And he's not from Illinois, right? I do not believe so. So that's interesting, making that work. Um, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think we knew this about Peyton Thorne, right? We know that Peyton Thorne has leadership qualities about mm-hmm. him. He, it, during the spring game, he made that apparent. Uh, in these pictures, he's making it apparent that, you know, he's putting in that extra effort to get involved with the guys that are the presumed starters at their positions. Does, does that a starting quarterback make TBD? I'm not so sure. I I think eventually it might, but does this season a starting quarterback make? I, I'm not yet convinced. No, but you know, though, what I like about it is that even if he, even if he doesn't get the starting job, and to be clear, I'm on, I'm on team Russo, but that because of that, because of your you know, well-established love temple. for all my mother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that he, I love that it's a, it's a bit of a power move, right? Like I'm going to, I'm going to bring the starters out to my place. I'm going to post some pictures on Instagram and I'm going to entrench myself as a leader within this team. And so, you know, it is a, I'm going to make them take the job away from me and give it to Anthony Russo. 
and it it certainly is a this I am the heir apparent if it's not mine, mm-hmm. and I it's a power move, and I think that's that is a a a, a lot of maturity and foresight in some weird passive aggressive ways. Yeah, I mean, here we go. I'm going to call the shot on the. If I had known we were doing the liquors, I would have gotten some liquors. Here's what you do. Uh, You you take the show on the road. You pick up your whole... Your your whole recording studio, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you head on over to wherever the liquors are, and uh, you take a you, you do the thing. Let me ask you this, Jonesy: When you have scotch, how much? Because you you need to put a little bit of water in it, and this one is fifty percent alcohol by volume. So Ooh. I think. I think you got to take the heat off of this a yeah, little you, you bit. Gotta, right? You got to open it up a little bit. So how much? Like uh, like if you were to estimate, how much water do you put in in the scotch when you're drinking it neat? Less than a bread basket. Mm. Uh, Thank you for making it a really easy to understand <laughs> unit of measurement for me. Uh, I would probably say, um, you know, uh, like if you had like an eyedropper, yeah, like that much. Mm. Okay. Um, every time you hear me pop this thing, I'm not having another like two or three fingers, by the way. It's just a little top up. Yeah. Uh huh. It's just a little bit that turns into, uh, yeah, uh, it's just a little, little bit. Um, but here's what's important. Peyton Thorne, if not this year, is definitely making it clear that he means to be the starting quarterback at some point. And we have seen from him that he has the tools to do that. So I'm impressed. I'm very happy to see this. I don't know what it means for this upcoming season, but it tells me that competition on the team is steep and that he is pushing for that starting role, which you, I mean, you gotta it, be happy for that. that. It's very clear that that's what coach Tucker wants. Yeah. He, he wants someone who's not angry, upset, or afraid of the competition is going to say, I'm going to go out. He's and embracing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I love that. Uh, let's move on to, you know, a couple weeks ago we had, uh, talked about a widely reported story, which is that, um, Castex uh, head coach um, Thomas Wilcher was joining Michigan State staff. That announcement came out, uh, I guess, what, four days ago, making it official, uh, what had been widely reported. And we had talked on the pod, Kevin, about the uh, the limitation on the ability to recruit out of Castex mm-hmm. because he's an off-field coach, mm-hmm. and uh, which is an important distinction for some folks who are like, well, why isn't, you know, why is Ron Bellamy able to, why are his players able to go to Michigan? It's because he's an on-field coach. Um, and Thomas Wilcher will be off the field. Um, but so there's, there's two components which are interesting. First is that there's a look back period, which I didn't, we didn't talk about and I didn't realize. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So there's a two year look back, which would apply to 
so there are only two cast tech um, people on the roster. One is Kalen Gervin, who's outside that two-year window. And next is a redshirt freshman preferred walk-on Sebastian Brown, um, who is not outside that window, but the MSU received a MSU received a waiver. Um, Now, you know what? I don't, I think you have to give the, yeah, I think you have to give the boot. Just give him the boot. Um, But so, the interesting piece of all of this is that it's actually we had assumed that 2023 was a was a lockdown year at Cast Tech, and it ends up being that that's not entirely true. It has to do with when the students would enroll on campus, and so um, if someone enrolls in the summer or fall, you know, from the class year 2023, they are fine for Wilcher's hire. Hmm. Which is interesting because there is a four-star defensive end at Cast Tech for the class of 2023. Hmm. So, anyway, for those so, who are into the recruiting, which Greg is decidedly shifting us away from. Listen, uh, I'm just asking open questions. And my questions don't even have to do with MSU in particular. They have to do with recruiting generally. Sure. So, uh, it really, by that measure... My understanding is with this, with the, the prospects and the targets in 2022, this hire really does not affect MSU in any demonstrative I, way. I don't think MSU was in on any 2022s. I, I just, I don't think it's a strong point for Cast Tech this, you know, that, that class year to anyway. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Um, Good time. Yeah. So the timing was, it, it fortuitous would be the wrong word because I think it was just strategic. Um but it just it it worked out well, and so it made sense to make the hire. Um, but um, since we're talking about recruiting, I I think we've got to mention the absence of news in basketball, hmm. because you know Michigan State did host a number of official visits. Um, several of those players that it's in on seem to be now leaning towards you know the crystal balls are coming in for other schools mm. and it seems like everyone that they're offering they may end up missing on okay well so. let's not dwell on this okay all right um so i i guess um, do you remember when msu had the number one class in the 2022 recruiting i do recall uh, that those were if that if those people were still committed to msu would still they still have class? Would they though? Yeah. The number two and the number, what would it be? 15 or 20 or something like that. Oh, it sounds like there might be another re-rank coming on basketball. Uh, I think, uh, I think there might be an, at least one more spot fallen. Mm, um, yeah. Anyway, um, I guess before we head to the Twitter questions, do we want to, this is in the off grand river segment. I think it's worth mentioning. It might, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Zalia Avantgarde. Yeah. A basketball phenom. And I hope to God, Susie Merchant has offered her and spelling B championship. Yes. Yes. Uh, older. Uh, yeah, just incredible. And the fact that she wears a headband and the number five, uh, and plays point guard. Wow. It's perfect. It's, it's perfect. meant to be. It's I didn't be. know those things. NPR didn't tell me those other essential informations. 
She's got she's got some cash to her game. I'm just saying. Get it together, Morning Edition. Come on, this is the essential information. Oh, man. So Susie, we know you're listening, and I know you can't comment on recruits. And by you not commenting, I assume means that you are recruiting her. But come on. Anyway, it, it was an incredible victory, and uh, the fact that like spelling is just something she does to pass the time. <laughs> so funny. here here we go what what was the word that she won on i don't know uh uh it starts with an m <laughs> and oh uh and it has murray in it because she made a joke about bill murray well she made a joke it, and it has to do with fl- something it's a flowering related thing see this is also something that morning edition left out God, uh yeah she she asked um she asked if it she asked something about like if it had if or the origin was something like of the last name Murray, like Bill Murray or something like that. Um, I've got another word for her to spell. Okay, Brooklotty. <laughs> All right, originating in Scotland. We're moving on. <laughs> All right, it's Twitter question time. All right, all right. What do we got? Uh, number one, CTNTC. Oh. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, CTNTC asks, do you have any advice for buying and selling a house? Just give in on how dumb it is right now. Like, you're not going to beat the system. Like, I mean, is it going to be? Isn't the advice right now to just sell and not buy? Well, how? Where are you going to go live? Rent. Rent in the meantime? I suppose. I I don't know. It. There is no good advice for buying and selling a house right now. It's just bananas. Enjoy what it's like selling a house and just dwell on what it's like buying a house. Yeah. And that's it. That's the system. It's crazy. It's uh, so far out of whack that like the amount of time that I spent in school being told that there's like a, there is a, you know, uh, uh, a rational market hypothesis like obviously <laughs> there is not it's crazy yeah uh i i assume that the market's going to calm down in the next year someday it's, maybe it yeah. will um know. next up from ctntc did you play any intramural sports in college uh not and you know for any long period of time I think you did though, or you had a roommate that did intramural hockey. No, I did intramural hockey for a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. How'd it go? Uh, We were the only team without a a club player on our team. Mm -hmm. Um, Was that successful? Was that really good for you? uh, I don't, I'm trying to remember who else was on the team, but I'm guessing that, I might have played at the highest level of competition and it was decidedly well below <laughs> what the club players. It was a lot of fun though. It was, you know, it, I think we looked at it as a beer league and other people thought it was something more than that. And they were dumb. I look at you as the highest level of competition. I mean, is that why you're always trying to thwart me with my audio? Yes, that is why I do whatever I can to bring you down. Next up from CT and TC, if you had to eat food from one fast food place for the rest of your life, what would you pick? All right, so I got to ask, do you think this includes like fast casual, like a Shake Shack or a... Yeah, yeah. Then it's Shake Shack. Okay. 
I, I mean, Chipotle would be a, a, a strong contender, but I, and I thought about this question beforehand. Mm-hmm. I think there's not enough diversity on their menu. Mm, yeah, you and your diversity. Here's what I'll say. I worked at Wendy's for a spell and it didn't ruin me for Wendy's. So often you hear these anecdotes of like, I worked at X place and I could never eat there as a result. I have seen everything that Wendy's has to offer. And I would still go back to Wendy's. Would it be the place that I would choose as my one? I'm not sure about that. But I, they'd be in consideration. You know, there's yep. the diversity of the menu. You got the Baconator. You got the son of Baconator. You got have you, Baconator have you tried the, breakfast. Have you tried the breakfast? Yeah. I have not tried the breakfast. Oh, it's so good. What's on Wendy's Baconator breakfast? Uh, so instead of, you know, beef, it's a, a sausage patty, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got like a kind of a spicy cheese sauce on there, um, with, you know, fried egg and a bunch of bacon and it's just really good. It's really good. Mm. Okay. Would recommend, uh, the, right. uh, Papa Jones is of the opinion that you are, um, you're a BK guy. Well, we, we have BK'd, so that makes sense. Yeah. And I, but, I don't have a problem with a BK. I'll take it all. You know, whatever fast food place you want to choose, I got an order. Yeah, that's And fair. it would be fine for me for all of eternity. You know, I don't need a whole lot of... Uh, What's your KFC order? Uh, it's the double down. And if it's not the double down, <laughs> then reevaluate your life. It's got everything you need. It's got two totally fried pieces of chicken with just gunk in between what else do you want like let's be honest that the uh what's the naked chalupa or the chicken chalupa you're the naked chalupa right is the sure it, it's i'll have just, that too it's this the chalupa that's a chicken a fried chicken shell it's <laughs> it's i mean it's not it's not a coincidence that yum foods owns both KFC and Taco Bell. And it's the same idea. Though I will say Taco Bell is a far superior restaurant. Anyway. Restaurant. Uh, restaurant. Gourmet. Uh, next up is Nate C. Kevin, if green were no longer a color. Wow. Gone. <laughs> yeah. From the what, electromagnetic spectrum. Just evaporated. What would your new favorite color be? And would you want it to be MSU's primary or secondary uniform color? I assume your response is going to be white, in which case, yes. White on white. (laughs) Go white. Go white. Oh, Huh. What were you doing on January 6th? not in this situation. (laughs) What were you doing on January 6th? All right. uh, No, uh, would you have a secondary color? Hmm. So here's the question. There's so many that everyone else does. Like how many reds does the Big Ten need, right? Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, and then there are several blues. There's already another purple. Sure, sure, sure. Um, sure. so the question would be like, what else could you do? Uh, Illinois has orange, but no one cares. So maybe maybe an orange, something like green that. Orange, no, because green's gone. Oh, sorry. Uh, could could you go with like a 
I feel like a um I feel like we could adopt Purdue's colors and not have a shitty logo. Mm. And not just say boiler up all the time <laughs> and just ruin everything with that. And have the worst mascot ever. What do you mean the worst mascot? Do you do you mean that it's wrong to have what looks to be just like an an obvious pedophile running around on the sidelines? Do you think <laughs> This is disadvantageous to the brand. Do, do you have a problem with just this vacant staring? <laughs> just, just like you, obviously, uh, just like uh, this uncanny valley run amuck thing. Do you think Purdue? You, you know how uh, Michigan State you can pay to have Sparty attend things, right? I do. I know. Do, this, you, yeah. do you think Purdue has a whole department that actively monitors the social media of their alum and extorts them for money by saying, we'll have Pete show up at your wedding? Yeah, and it's like it's ass. like if you ever go to a dueling piano bar, sometimes you have to pay to get them to stop playing a song. Yes. The, yes. the same concept. Yes, exactly. Just like you better you better pay. For your Purdue football tickets, or Jeff Brom and Purdue Pete are showing up, and it's going to be awful. <laughs> Just truly awful, and they're like, "No, anything but that." I'm like, "Yeah," and then Matt Painter is going to sing. <sighs> Man, all right. Uh, next up from Nate C. Uh, you can grow a mustache or a beard, but not both. Where would you concentrate your hair growth? Mm. This is easy. You take the mustache and you connect it around to the mutton chops and you got a real stew cooking, baby. I mean, that's the solution to the problem. Take that mustache, connect it with the mutton chops. That's it. Stand up and fight for this. It's is there anything else? It's sort of like jazz. It's the notes that aren't played. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's beautiful. Oh, no. God, you're on fire. All right, fine. Cardio or strength training? Neither. <laughs> Zero. The Brooklady training. That's what I'm on right now. Train that liver. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> I'm, all right. That was There was actually a four there. All right, uh, so we're like Tom is up next with a related question, asking. This is also related go to what Nate C said, or yes. what's the context for this? Yes, related to cardio or strength training. So this is great. Uh, are you more likely to skip leg day or arm day? With a follow up of your co-hosts, which are you feel most confident beating in an arm wrestling match? Well, now that Plum's not on the podcast anymore. I guess that leaves me. It's, yeah, this is one to one. There's no like holy trinity. Although Plum does work out pretty regularly, and you work out a fair amount, right? Yeah, I work out most days. You work out most days? Yeah, I go to the gym most days. And do what? What's the routine? Uh, so I just switched to a push pull leg split. Um. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I run. Oh, my God. Yeah. So All right. Yeah. In those days that I actually do work out, <laughs> it's, it's a row. It's only ever a row. There's a rowing machine in another room. Usually, 
it hangs up clothes, but sometimes it does row. Um, I love knowing this about you. And that's I it. love that that is that that you don't that the 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 only exercise you do is rowing. This feels right. This it's in your room. Right. When you get here, you're gonna get to see this rowing machine, and it'll be like, "Kill me, <laughs> release me of this hell." I'm gonna put it in the red cedar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or in the middle of the night, I'll just be row, row, row your boat. <laughs> I hope you and Zill are next door. That makes it better for me. Uh, next up, Mama Maple Leaf. How many MSUs can you name? She says a relatively quick Google search shows five major and five more minor schools. Well, there's the Mississippi State. All right, so hold on. All right, we got one major. That's okay. it. I don't know any others. Do you, Moorhead State? Yep. Um, you got to assume there's a Montana State, right? Sure. Not the Grizz, the other ones. Uh, um, is there a Montclair State? Don't know. I'm going to go no ahead and idea. say that. Um, let's see. Minnesota State? I, is there an actual Minnesota State? I think Minnesota is a place where there's a lot of like, like city-named schools. Sure. Uh, there is a Minnesota State University. Okay. There we go. And it's in Manac. Koto or something for that Nailed effect? it. Just Nailed it. Absolutely destroyed it on Man- that one. Mankato. Mankato. That's probably also not right. But um, yeah, I think we did great here. I think that's what people should focus on is we did great here. Yep, and we this got it. Good recording. Are we going to publish this podcast? Yes, we are. And especially when Mama Polif asks, uh, Gary Harple, MSU class of 82, likens the original feeling of investing $1.5 million in the Mun renovations as, quote, a little bit like taking a slap shot off the ankle to save the game. Wow. <laughs> Gary, you're an asshole. Oh, my God. Is it that bad? But now he's feeling a little immense pride. What pain have you experienced with your donated efforts back to MSU? Gary, I'm glad that your life is so easy that you have 1.5 to just throw towards a renovation. I'll take a lot of slap shots off the slap shots off the ankle for 1.5 melee. But anyway, um, what pain have I experienced? Also. I've been to Mun as recently as it was open. It's not like the roof is caving in, by the way. Is it perfect? No. But is it like taking a slap shot off the ankle to save the game? Man, that is grim. Was it that bad before? No, it's not that bad at all. Is it perfect? It's definitely not perfect. But... Man, that is grim. Uh, so how? Let me ask you this, Jonesy. Mm-hmm. When you get that call, when that number shows up, that five one seven number. Oh yeah, you picking it up? That it, it says Miss State University or Miss State Univ. Um, no, I don't. I have given money to the university, um, but it has not been from those calls. Mm. Um, and I guess the. What pain have I experienced? Um, I get emails now from them at a more frequent rate than I wanted. Um, 
it's weird though because the fund I've given money to is not one that you should be like, oh, he's ready to give MSU money for everything now. Mm. Right? It, it, I just, it's weird to leverage your your survivor fund donor list as a, like, let's, let's fundraise on oh, everything. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> like, you that's, anyway. Um, so, but pain? I don't know that I've don't felt any pain. Yeah, no, I definitely have not felt pain. I didn't Although I, that night, maybe I am an easy mark for them. They get money for me every time I pick up the phone. You pick up the call? Yeah, yeah, I pick it up. Oh, see, the law school calls me too, and I tell them you didn't night. even go to that law school. You obviously no, 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 went no, no, to no, Temple no, University no, that you Temple love and adore. Me. Temple calls oh. me, and I tell them to take a hike. Yeah, don't give them money. <laughs> They've gotten enough. Um. All right, next up from Mama, Mama Maple Leaf. Of Max Christie, Jaden Akins, Pierre Brooks the second, and Tyson Walker, who's your pick to make the difference that gives Izzo his 24th straight NCAA tournament entry? I think well, we've had this question in different ways. And it would be obvious. Tyson Walker. Yeah, it, it, the, the answer is Tyson Walker of this group. I think if, if the question is, here, let me phrase, phrase it differently, and maybe it is the same answer, but... Who of this group is the your pick to make the difference that gets Izzo to his what eighth, ninth final four? A hundredth? Ten thousandth? Who can count? But so like if does if does team- Tom Izzo have more final fours than he has scholarship players at this point? <laughs> That's the question. See, the thing is, is that you say these things on the podcast and I think they're very funny. And then I sit on them and I remember them and I get angry through the week. (laughs) Especially with the list of people coming out of the NBA draft and entering immediately the transfer portal. I get angrier and angrier. Like, why have we not called Kofi Coburn? I mean, do you know that they haven't called Kofi Coburn? I don't. I mean, do you think you think they're like, you can't. Well, I think the problem is that Tom Izzo picks up his phone and he says, Call Cockburn. <laughs> and then it just like it doesn't do anything. Fairness, and then he's like, Call Cockburn. In fairness, if you had to get Siri to call Kofi Coburn. It just shows like a Mayo Clinic. You, uh, would have, you would have to say, you'd have to say call Kofi Cockburn. Because you couldn't say Coburn and Siri would get that. Anyway, uh but if you I think to- every time he does it, it just it gives him a link to the Mayo Clinic uh web. <laughs> page for that and he he gets confused and uh this becomes the subject of a behind the scenes of tom Izzo episode that we're just writing now in real time uh but so anyway if tom Izzo was to next year make the final four which of those players do you think is the one who makes it's obviously tyson walker so i think tyson walker is the answer to get to the the tournament i think if it gets if MSU gets far in the tournament, one of these other freshmen has to step up in a big way. Wrong. And, okay. All right. Wrong. The tournament is all about guard play, and Tyson Walker would be leading that charge. So completely disagree with whatever Max situation. Christie. Fine. Max Christie. Fine. Although the new like hip thing to say is Pierre Brooks. So get on board. 
I mean, even though I, no one's seen him play in like two years, somehow he's the it thing in this class. We saw him play in the the Michigan State high school finals. Yeah, it's great. All right. Anyway, next up, Joe Ashworth. Ashworth, what are the best beach activities and which beach activities are vastly overrated? Being at the beach is vastly overrated is my Agreed. answer. And I'm currently at the beach. Agreed. Whenever I'm at the beach, I'm just like, where's the bar? <laughs> why is there sand here? And why is that water colder than it needs to be? Uh... In terms of beach activities that are fun, I like a I like a nice toss around of whatever it is, like a frisbee or like a a ball, a ball or something like that. The water, not that great. Volleyball, you could do that in a bunch of different places. Um, it, being at the beach is not something that I prioritize in my vacations anymore. Especially if you get a park. And then, like, go to a beach. It's just, there's so many people. It's just, people make vacations bad. Here, here. If only we could just have no people around for maybe, like, a year and a half. That would be heaven. True heaven. Next up is Mike Jones, not me. Uh, Do any of you... Thank you, Mike. I think D'Antonio's legacy is a bit tarnished since he left the program in the same type of situation he took over. He built it up and had some great years, but didn't know when to walk away. In fairness, John L. did not build anything up, but um, except for Stanton, who was a god. Yeah, I I think the argument is that there was some real talent on the roster when John L. walked away. There was the Drew Stanton. There was the... the, What's his name? Running back. Uh, not J.U. Kulkrick, but... Uh, Javon Ringer. Javon Ringer was there. Um, Devin you know, Thomas. Devin Thomas was there. There was yeah. some, there was some solid... Adam. uh yeah. Sir Darian Adams. I'm trying to think of someone... Who was it on the defensive line? That was solid, as it turns out. Greg not, Jones was still there. Not Jonal St. Deke. He was just a meme, really. Um, I... I get this criticism. It's tough for me to go too hard on D'Antonio, though, because for my money, what Mark D'Antonio did is he elevated the program past what anyone could reasonably assume. So it, I, I have difficulty being too. This is a this is a personal failing of mine, and this this will continue to be a personal failing of mine is that I just, I am not in a place where I'm willing to criticize Mark D'Antonio that much in this way. Like, for example, this is why I get a little testy when Mike Jones pops in and is like, there's a new, there's, there's a new breed of athlete that is required in MSU. And I'm like, shut up. Shut up, Mike Jones. Not not questioner Mike Jones. Host Mike Jones. I say that to you. Because he won Big Ten championships. You think he didn't know that dudes could be big? (laughs) Well, hold on a second. Yeah, defend yourself. Say something. Well, no, I'm going to have to do... uh... 
Say something, host Mike Jones. Um, Are you looking up if dudes can be big right now <laughs> on the computer? No. <laughs> so I was I was curious, like, what was Jack Conklin's size? He was like six five. Six six. Okay. Um gray shirt. How yeah. big was that gray shirt? Was it XL? Was it two XL? Uh it's he's three twenty six currently, so I don't know. I assume that's a double X, right? Ah. Oh, jeez. So, but what I would... These what, are just little top-ups that are happening. That sounds like it. That we, I think what needs to happen is I need to go through and look at the commit list for Michigan State or even the offer list for Michigan State over the last few years of, we'll say the last four of the Mark D'Antonio era. Mm-hmm. What prospects were they offering? And so I'm, I'm I think curious. if you if you go through this exercise, I, I will cop to recruiting definitely fell off after 2016. I can't attribute it entirely to what happened there, but it did it. There were a couple of four star guys, but then the 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 median of the class was definitely lower than it was in years previous. Well, I'm also curious about this and, and I, I actually meant to look this up and I didn't, but is if we go through, you know, we, we look at last year's Tucker class, right. And say, eh, the ranking wasn't great. I mean, this year's ranking is really not that great right now. Do we drop outside of 27, but it's going to happen. Like, Things are going to shuffle into place. Four stars are going to commit. It's going to cause a re-ranking. Sure. So, I mean, right now, We're the 30. profile of it, it does not matter right now. What you have to do is you have to look at the class, yeah. and it is not a 30th ranked class right now. After everything is said and done, it'll be something more aligned with a 40th ranked class or or worse. Yeah, I mean we're we're gonna get dragged down a tiny bit because of a kicker, but yes, fine. The so the thing, but the thing that I'm curious about is, let's go through some of the D'Antonio classes and look at again those last four years. Okay, who, I mean, or what do you want me to go look at 2010? And I'm curious what we talk about the peer group all the time, right? Of, of what was the peer group of sure. the, here's the some, here's some things that are going to really ruin this for you. Devonte Dobbs is in 2019. There is no one in this class that resembles even a little bit Devonte Dobbs, much less a Julian Barnett also of 2019. So th- this, there's this myth right now that like, D'Antonio could never recruit. There is currently no one that that Mel Tucker has brought in, even on the transfer portal, that looks like a Devontae Dobbs. Though in fairness, Devontae Dobbs didn't work out and transferred down. Yeah, in fairness, these guys have already transferred from one program, which is not something you do if things are going great. So I, again, I find myself in a position where it's hard to just get totally on board and hype on this whole Mel Tucker recruiting is just bound to happen. I mean, there was this article in the athletic just recently from 
from a very, very good writer, the very good writer that covers MSU. Uh, Patsy. Yeah, well, I, I'm about to be critical of this, so I don't want to just say it. But he wasn't here really effectively during the D'Antonio years. He doesn't know what those looked like. He knows what the outcome of the end of the D'Antonio years looked like. But he does not know how highly regarded Devontae Dobbs does, was. He doesn't know how highly regarded some other guys in the 2018 class or the 2016 class were. Right. They It didn't work out. The entire 2016 class either didn't work out or actively destroyed the program, depending on whom you're talking about. But there's no one that we've seen so far from Mel Tucker that tells me that this is going to be some kind of like ultra recruiting type of thing. Like Mel Tucker might never have a top 10 class. It's very hard to do that. Yeah. For this program because of the way that recruiting works and the way that that rankings work and the way that the system works. Could he have a top 15 class? Sure. Top 10 seems unlikely to me. So I just don't see it yet. I just don't. And uh, Mike Jones, I know that we're, we're deviate. We're like off course. The winds are pushing off, off from off of your question, not to be all M go blog about things, but like things just sort of stopped breaking D'Antonio's way at the end of his career. They were breaking his way for a long time. And then he hung it up at a time when things were just not really breaking his way. And you can, you can point at, Hey, these guys are transferring because they didn't have the chops to be on the team. They weren't good enough. But what does that tell you about the guys that were transferring from other programs that are coming in to MSU? Well, there's a, there's a big difference between say, I mean, Quiverius Crouch, whose coach was, you know, let go for a variety of reasons. Sure. And whose whose position coach was nothing more than a bag man leaving a program. Like there's some sense in that. I'm or, not I'm not taking things away from Quarius. I'm very happy for him. I or, can't um, wait to see where what house he gets sorted into. But <laughs> or I'm just uh, saying, what's his name from Alabama who, you know, went through an injury and just gets passed on the depth chart. Like at some point in time, sure, you're absolutely right. We're in year two. We're going to go into season two of Mel Tucker. And so I'm, I'm not suggesting that the guys that are coming in are going to win us a natty, but I am suggesting that they will make the team better than what it was. If for no other reason then every rep at practice is a is a competition for your job. Sure. And in a, in a way that clearly it wasn't because we got a bunch of guys who left for sometimes not even MAC programs. So Okay. Also D'Antonio recruited Andrew Maxwell, so, you know, there's that. So there it is. Throw it all out. Uh, actually, I'm looking through. I mean, his 2009 class was ranked 22nd nationally. I'm, you're going to validate your point that he he does get bad-mouthed as a not-good recruiter and and gets a lot of, like, oh, he developed talent, but that's um, not entirely fair. I mean, Max Bulla was 
number the number five player for his position group. The, I mean, he brought in dudes. Yeah, Aaron no. Burbridge was a dude. You know, um, like I. And then there was that high three star trash recruit Joe Joe Boister from who yeah. was supposed to be a good quarterback. L.J. Scott was a dude. Lawrence Thomas was a dude. Will Golston was a dude. Like he brought in dudes. Yep. So I, I don't, I haven't seen it yet. Like I'm willing to get excited about this promise of the eventual, what, what Mel Tucker could produce in terms of recruiting, but it is not there yet. I will say, and I think it's worth remembering as we sort of continue to have conversations about recruiting though, that there's a lot of guys who are high on the list for in the D'Antonio era who I have never heard of. Like, I mean, that's how football works. I- exactly. I mean, you asked me earlier what the, about the odds that Caton uh, Hauser ends up being a, a starting quarterback from Michigan State. I don't think they're very good. I've never heard of Onaje Miller. Uh, I think he played. He He took... He was a he is a contributor from what I remember at running back. Uh, no. Okay. No. Anyway, he was not. Mike Jones, great question, and it led to a spirited debate, which is people. Hey, spirited indeed. Crossfire of uh, of of MSU podcasts. Uh, next up is the upper deck jerk guy who asks first, did you miss me? I did desperately. I was trying to play it cool, but then I fell apart at the last second. Upper deck jerk guy, how are you doing? Also, second question, is Stephen A. Smith worth $12 million a year? This sounds like a meme. If, is this real? If, I, I'm guessing he signed a deal for that much. I'm, that Good that sounds right. But uh, if it's true, then we are worth conservatively. 13 million a year, 17 million a year. Yeah. Uh, and he also asked, did I miss anything? No. I mean, the answer is no. Don't pretend you didn't listen to the podcast though. Yeah. Next up from Mr. Erotic pants. Who knows who this might be? That's right. I mentioned, uh, who, uh, pays for only fans. I'm not hating, but who? I don't know. I mean, it's a girlfriend experience. That's the thing, right? Is that, is that what you're getting out of it? Wow. 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 I resent that, Michael. Uh, well, you seem to be coming from a place of authority yeah. and experience. So here's what you do. You're a sad guy. You're a lonely guy. There's not a lot of people paying attention to you. So you snuggle up with, you know, whoever it is. Maybe it's a... Uh, maybe... Maybe it's a certain MSU uh, wide receiver that shot himself in the leg. And you're like, hey, <laughs> hey, you know, who's how back? are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah. Current MSU student, by Can't the way. Find him on campus. We're, we're excited about it. I, I'm going to have him over. I, I heard he's in Brody. Right here. I heard him in, um, in Brody. It's going to be a good time. Show me that ring, baby. Um, uh, but yeah, I think, I, I think it's the GFE. Uh, Anything you want to add on this? Not at all. Uh, next up from Mr. Neurotic Pants is, can we at least agree that if Mel Tucker, or rather, can we at least agree that Mel Tucker should be sent to the MAC if MSU loses to Rutgers again? 
Sent on mule-drawn wagon to Mount Pleasant, which is neither. Hmm. Sure. I mean, we just talked about all this recruiting. Have you looked at Rutgers' recruiting class? Uh, they've they've dropped since. Uh, how many four stars do they have? More than we do. How how many? More. Uh, let me see. I'll tell you. Four or five? Give me a second. I went through a lot of pages. There's been lots of pages. I get your point, though. All right, you don't need to. You don't need to rub it in. All right. Next up from Miss Neurotic Pants this week. Yes. Oh, welcome back. Just in time. Upper Deck Jerk Guy. Izzo and the Upper Deck Jerk Guy returned from a few weeks in Traverse City with some strange game strategies. Later, Tom's uh, bragging during golf miffs Mel Tucker, quote, once you've been a champion, Mel, Lupe humiliates Stevie Izzo in a game of horse and Izzo weighs a Viagra endorsement. I just, I picture uh, Izzo, you know, like reusing his dance from when he was on top of the ladder for the Viagra endorsement. (laughs) That's all I can picture in my head with the shades, with the dance. It's one of those commercials where they don't tell you what the drug does. So they don't have to give you the side effects. It's just implied very heavily through that dance. And Tom's like, that makes me feel like dancing. It makes me and feel he goes like back dancing. And forth. And back and forth. Uh, yeah, once you've been a champion, Mel, he once. says, as he tees off into the woods <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Uh, and to answer your question from earlier, Rutgers does have five four-star commits. Oh, turns out there's some talent in New Jersey, but where are these four star commits from? Uh, I will tell you. They are Kentucky, mm. New Jersey. There we go. Philly, that counts. Florida, outside of Philly. So it's it's his backyard. Uh, the the Bucks. Just uh, won a game against the Suns, by the way. I just got the update. Uh, well, did you hear that um, there was an official that was assigned to the game that the Suns are 11, or uh, Chris CP3 is 0-11 uh, in playoff games when he's involved? I really thought that without a certain dead weight on the podcast, we were going to not have any officiating talk throughout the entire thing. But uh are ruined it. Than, well, and speaking of dead weight, here we are. Alex Plum is up next (laughs) with this question. When will my likeness be appropriately acknowledged and compensated? Never. Via B-List's new artwork. I will continue my boycott until I am satisfied. I thought Alex was always left smiling and satisfied when he was done with the podcast. We did the math, Alex Plum, and we're going to leave the the artwork the way that it is next up from uh from alex plum my friend emily and i are driving on i-90 in wisconsin and are wondering if there is anything geographically significant about the big 10 and if so what does wisconsin contribute is there anything geographically significant about the big 10 well are we counting nebraska um 
which I meant to see if their uh, their resolution went through about uh, CRT. Mm. But um, I don't know. Is there anything that really ties us all together other than relative flatness of land? There's also the ability to grow corn. <laughs> yes. There's uh, soybeans. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got uh, we get general proximity to the Great Lakes going for us, and I we are at, we are getting more and more general in the general proximity. Um. Uh. No. North no. American. Yeah. It's it's sort of like not the south, not the west. That's yeah. even though some of us are the the champions of the west or whatever. God, it's so bad. It's so yeah. not good. Uh next up from Alex Plum. Two nights ago. Oh. Two nights ago, I was on a patio bar in Chicago with Yali, who was wearing her Spartan pennant collar. Very fetching, very handsome. A man walked by and asked if the green S was from Michigan State. I said yes, and he replied, go blue. Describe my reaction. Well, it's funny because I had texted the group about this very phenomenon happening to me. Mm-hmm. That I'd be, it happened to me in the pharmacy, and it happened to me just on a walk, that someone sees my Michigan State hat and feels like the appropriate way to greet me is with a go blue. Mm. Here's the it thing. Feels on brand, right? No one cares when it happens to you. I don't care what happens to you. But when it happens to a dog, <laughs> unforgivable. Um, Yali was just out here flying her flag, enjoying herself, having a good time. And then someone came along and put that filth on her in that way. I mean, I feel like Plum's reaction is probably somewhere. John Wick-esque. Yeah. Yeah. Because just like in John Wick, something terrible happened to the dog. And now retribution needs to be had. Righteous fury needs to be brought down. And that is why... Alex. <laughs> Alex Plum. Murdered several <laughs> put one shot in the, in the body cavity, one shot in the head. That's the, that's the system. That's just what he's trained to do under those circumstances. And that was just to that guy. There have been several others since. <laughs> People talk about violence in Chicago, and what they don't realize is that it's a John Wick situation. So I was just looking at this recently. Did you know what is the most per capita violent major metropolitan area in the U.S.? I'm guessing it's Washington, D.C. Nope. Oh, okay. What is it? Anchorage. Oh, okay, cool. And then after that, it's like Memphis or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Anchorage. You know, that doesn't feel real. Um, It's just, well, it seems like they're off on the frontier. When you go to live in Anchorage and you're living in places where the saloon doors like go back and forth like that still, it's like you asked for this. Yeah, you 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 chose sort of last mile kind of Mm -hmm. end of the rotor type of situation. And, you know, what happens in your cul-de-sac? You know, that's your business. 
So I have up on my monitor here, I'm going to cap to this while we're still live, uh, all of D'Antonio's uh, best recruits. And I just, in the middle of it, there's just four dudes that I just can't talk about. It's such a bummer. I just hate looking at this screen. <laughs> all right, Kevin, that's been another no, episode. No, I'm not going to end it on this. All right. You know what? Pull yourself out. Come on. Uh, I've got to recover from this. Uh, okay. So we had murder. Then we had this situation. Uh, there was John Wick in between. and that was We had John Wick in between. Jonesy, let me ask you a question. All right. All right, Kevin. So we did the whole Twitter competition. We had a good time. We enjoyed ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, were your, what were your favorite moments of the last two months in Twitter questions? Is there anything in particular that, that comes to you off the top of your head that you were just like, that was a good time? You know, uh, there were people who came out of the woodwork that we had not heard from mm-hmm. in a while. And like uh, Joe Ashworth has been a more regular contributor and we'd only heard it intermittently from Joe. And like, I, I think the thing that I like most about the Twitter question segment is that it is a <laughs> uh, a weird space where we kind of get to know the people that we uh, that strangely spends some time with us in their ears. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's nice. Um, which makes me think that maybe what we need to do for the next summer is just have a fish, a, a segment fishing competition and just like have people essentially produce the show for us. I bring this up because as I reflected on this, this week, it struck me how creative like as an outlet, like I don't know that (laughs) Raymond James is going to be coming up with these situations. If, if it wasn't for this competition, right? Like what would we all be blessed with, with behind the scenes with Tom Izzo? If, if we didn't have this thing going on or would, or would Mama Polif do all of her counting of trees on <laughs> campus and putting all of this stuff together? Like Garver or, coming up with some truly obscure. Yeah, Garver coming up with like crazy stuff. What is the outlet for that? Yeah. Like it's been truly amazing what we've heard from people over the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And it means a lot to me because we put some work into this podcast, right? Like how much, how much work we're, we're not going to let anyone on our group chat, but how much work did you put in this week into just monitoring stories and making sure that we were up to date and having these conversations and doing that kind of stuff? Uh, this week, I mean, like in in uh, this one's. I'd say week. on average because it, it makes my it makes my point. If you just tell us on average and you inflate, I mean, I I would say that on average I spend a couple few hours at least doing prep work to just get the show in order. I don't know, maybe more. It's just it blows me away that we are so fortunate as to have people that are also willing and it's not just those that we mentioned you know it's other people that contributed this week of course upper deck jerk guys back 
you know, Plum, even though he's not on the podcast, he's still trying to contribute something, even though it wasn't that great. You know, Sawyer, like Tom, pops in. You know, we we get Nate, Nate C. C was out at sea forever. Yeah, that was Nate SEA, huh? Maybe yeah. even, huh? Mm, pretty good. Would, yes, would pop in from time to time with just a, like a hey, and usually a just the most lukewarm endorsement of our podcast possible. And for that, I love him. I think there's so much that we could do in the arrested development sense of things with the letter C. Um, that would, you know, that's just another direction that we can go. But I, uh, Nate C word. Yes. Yeah. Get rid of the C word. I'll leave when I'm good and ready, Michael. Uh, RIP. It's, uh, I, it means a lot to me. Genuinely. It means a lot to me that so many people are willing to interface with us on Twitter, willing to interface with us in, in the podcast. And, I just get blown away every week by the questions that we get asked. You know, John Hubbard comes in with something or someone else comes in with something. And it's just like, it's always hilarious. It's always good. It is always, it's not, when we set out to do this podcast, this is not something that I expected to happen. No, you thought I was uh, crazy when I said we should start trying to do this. I thought I was wrong. I was very wrong. I was very dumb. I I thought this was a mistake, and it is turned out being one of the most fulfilling parts of the whole podcast. And Except when we have to rank people. <laughs> it's hard to rank people. I really wish we could do it in, like, tiers or, like, Hey, of everyone, like this is the kind of thing that I appreciated the most this week. It's, Ooh. it's just, it, it has been, and I, I know that we're out of COVID now. I know we talked a lot about how appreciative we were about all the interactions that we had during that time. But even, even now, you know, even still, whether, you know, whether it's, you know, Garve or whether it's Elon Bloom popping in or whether it's Mark T. Mark just gracing <laughs> us with Mark T. Mamarkisms. It, <laughs> it means a lot to me. Yeah. You know, always thinking 1835 pops in every once in a while, gives us something, gives us a history lesson. That real piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I think, don't think that we don't know what 1835 is about. You know, we know what the sesquicentennial number is for MSU. And we know that it's not as, not as long ago as 1835. So get over yourself. It's your whole identity. Fine. Thanks for the questions, but just like find something else to do. Uh, what people don't realize is that maybe, uh, or maybe they probably do now that they've been listening to you for this long, but Kevin Greck doesn't say nice things like this very often, which means that he is fully into the bottle. Well, all right. So here's something that I've never explicitly said before, but it's something that I do when I go to weddings. I, one of my gifts is I say something nice to the couple, like my, whoever my friends are that are getting married. I just say something nice and sincere. 
And then I consider that a gift. <laughs> it's like part of the card or something. Oh my god. I don't think I've ever told anyone that, but I'm I do it. You told that to everyone. I do it at every wedding that I go to since I like figured out that I should do that. <laughs> it's been like 20 or 30 weddings now that I just like, I just say something sincere. And then after like five or six of them, I was just like, God, they must hate it. It must be like, it must be really uncomfortable for them that I do this. And then I was like, perfect. Do it even more now. This is... <laughs> My guess is that when you said something nice at our wedding, um, I was like, oh, his anniversary is tomorrow. Now I've got to say something nice to him. Well, when I said something nice at your wedding, it was a replacement for how I didn't actually get to speak at your wedding. So I had to just sort of like, you know, I rehearsed it and then I, you know. <laughs> I had it all figured out, and then I was like, "Uh, well, it'll be a nice moment between the two of us." Is that? But we'll it, let my betters actually speak in front of people. <laughs> I recall from your wedding, you said, "Hey, does anyone want to say anything?" <laughs> there was no one who was asked to say anything. You just said, "Hey, does anyone want to say?" Anything? Mike Jones is the only one that was like, "Fine." <laughs> No one raised their hand. <laughs> All right. Fine. For lack of it, you just did a little like look around in the room. You know, like a look left, look look right, everyone, pause. Everyone had their head down. Like, like, no one else was making eye contact, and you were just like, "Oh God, I guess." I will say. All right, Michael Jones. Yeah. Now's the, the time. The skills competition, in lieu of the. You can't clink on the glass um, unless someone goes and <laughs> makes like a some ridiculous hockey shot. That was a genius move. And I think I just said challenge accepted. Mm. Oh, yeah. So uh, for those that don't know, uh, in other cultures, mainly Canada, if that can be considered another culture. It's not. There is a uh, there is a role in the reception of MC. There's a master of ceremony and they like sort of set the tone and they do, uh, you know, like in the U S in weddings, like a, a, DJ that you've never met and doesn't even know how to pronounce people's names will introduce like the wedding party and we'll get things moving. But in Canada, there's a master of ceremonies that will do everything like that. And our MC was my wife's uncle and he, he set this thing up where he wanted to lean into Canadian tropes. So he, he brought us a hockey stick signed by Wayne Grekski. Huh. And, laugh, uh, laugh here, laugh here. Laugh, Grekski. And to get the couple to kiss, you had to shoot it over at the side at, at the Spartan stadium, Huntington club, uh, into a net. So that was that was the uh, that was the thing that had to be done, and it was a good time. I like that about what the Canadians do. It's weird that we just let a, a yeah, just some DJ run things. Doesn't make any sense. This DJ doesn't know people. Well, neither did my wife's uncle. But like you know, when I renew vows, I'll have you be the MC. There we go. I'll start practicing right 
now. And I'll bring the Lafayette Gretzky stick and we'll do that whole shtick over again. How's that? Don't you think, though, that now that you know I have these dulcet tones, that it was a little insulting you didn't ask me to MC your wedding? Well, you, you know, know that I would have been a perfect announcer at Spartan Stadium. All right. So when we renew our vows, you'll get upgraded from, you know, wedding party speaker to MC. To, to Finally. Volunteers. It's like Finally. This is your moment. The reality is that you're a volunteer firefighter. <laughs> I was not your wedding party speaker. I was your volunteer wedding party speaker. <laughs> Does anyone volunteer for tribute? <laughs> Everyone looks around. Mike Jones, the only one that's like, yeah, I volunteer for tribute. I suppose. Oh. Oh, okay. All right, Kevin, we need to wrap this up. What? This- what do you mean? Just because we ran out of content. 20 minutes ago you think we have to wrap this up now you know people are going to look at the runtime they're going to be like oh hour and a half pretty standard can't read can't write and then we're going to get into twitter questions at what like 20 minute mark and they're going to be like what what is happening you know what we could do we could just keep this going just keep recording and just you know you know what we should do we need to create a patreon this is just the outtakes. This is the can't read, can't write tailgate. If you don't like the last 20 minutes of content, don't come to, don't the, come to the tailgate. Not a good idea. There's going to be, there's going to be way too much. Brooklady Port Charlotte at the tailgate. Don't show up. You're but, just, you're just trying to get people to not show up. Because <laughs> you don't like meeting people. But if you think, you know, I like a little Brooklady Port Charlotte. Why not? We'll see you. What? Uh, I don't remember. What day is it? I, I forget. Who can re- who can recall what day on the calendar it might be that this that this game is going to be? Um, but it, uh, it or what be, weekend? I should say. It will who can be, recall what weekend? It will be good. Yeah, we we got to figure that out too. Um, we're gonna go. We're gonna go see some breweries. That's gonna be a good time. Is that still on the itinerary? Well, I'm working it out. Oh, so you you, you I've offered yet to decide. and uninvited me to it? Maybe I go to some breweries. Maybe we let you tag along. We'll find Did out. Did you already use whatever this thing is that you had <laughs> that you called me about and were like, do you want to do this? And then you went and did it on your own? No. No. So, dear listener, there are four or five breweries now in Lansing that seem to be worth going to. And I'm not, I'm not even counting like the LBCs and the Arcadia's and that like there's some good ones in Rio town. Ellison's got a spot now in, in Rio town. Uh, Old town has, has a good one. And then there's another few that are good enough. And we were thinking about doing a little bit of a, like a Lansing brewery call. The thing is, Jonesy, you don't get to be here this often. So do you really care about the Lansing breweries? I don't know. You know, do I get to go get a little buzz on with you? And then what if we just do that and then hop back into Lansing, like half cocked? Back into East Lansing? Yes, sorry, East Lansing, yes. Well, I'm going to take you to the original Ellison. That's happening one way or another. Okay. That's just taking place. Okay. And then from there, it's like, 
what is it that's important in terms of like nostalgia versus the new stuff? So like, what's it? Where's Odie's in proximity to any of these things? Well, Odie's is out on a island, just like right next to one twenty seven. Perfect. But not totally on an island though. At the same time, because if you, we can go get some sliders over in that area, we can go to to uh, Green Dot Stables. Is the shell of Theo still there? Like, literally, no. The shell of the, Theo's is not still there. It's all gone. It is entirely gone at this point. Oh! What was the, what was the bar that was next to it? So, the bar that was next to it is uh, Max. And that, yeah, is that-, that is being currently, quote-unquote, renovated, I believe. I don't know what it's going to end up being, but the owners say that it is under a metamorphosis. Max Bar is is in a cocoon, and it will become, it will emerge as something else. And whatever that Mothra character is going to be, we don't quite know yet. Um, should we continue to just have a, a podcast where I ask you about um, Lansing and Greater East Lansing spots? And All right, and- here's what I'll say. Um, Okay. Chicago is Chicago. Uh, what's the pizza place? Old Chicago. Yeah. Is we that are not there? going to old Chicago. That is not even in consideration <laughs> for this. That is not happening. We are going nowhere near Okemos during this entire situation. What if we have to go to Meyer? We're going to go to the Lake Lansing Meyer. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's going to be the Meyer. Come on. If I'm wrong, dear listener, do tell me. Or if you have recommendations for where I should take Jonesy, uh, yeah. please let me know. I'm open to it. So do I take Jonesy to do that that whole Lansing beer crawl type situation? LBC's still fun. Maybe I should take you to LBC anyway. Get you an angry mayor. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what that is, but it sounds good. Angry Mare is a great beer because there was a man who thought, hey, my whole identity is being a jerk. And then they're going to make a beer about it, making fun of me. But then I'm going to lean into it and just like pretend that uh, it's this is like nice and it's like fun. And then I'm going to run for mayor again. And then a bunch of women are going to be like, Hey, maybe not because you harassed us a bunch, you idiot. And he's going to be like, oh, that's right. I probably never should have re-ran for mayor because I'm a total skis. And that's the story of the angry mayor. What's the uh, the tiramisu one that you got me? That's Ellison. Oh, that's and Ellison. we are going there for sure. Okay. That's happening. That's All right. happening. All right. So we're at 135 now. We should actually hang it up. I've got to I've got to put the finishing touches on this. But what brought us on this the whole wandering Pretty. thing was appreciation for the Twitter questions. And just like just imagine that all of you guys got married and this was the nice thing that I said to you <laughs> as a result. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for here, us here on Can't Read, Can't Write. Do uh, make sure to send us um, those recommendations. You can also say that you're going to go to the tailgate whenever that happens to be TBD. Um, Working but, that out. But there are actual plans for this. And you can, of course, if you choose 
to participate in Twitter questions, but you don't have the Twitter or you don't want to use Twitter, you can also email us at can't read, can't write, 1855 at gmail.com. Uh, Gregors, go green. Go white, Michael Jones. And only Michael Jones and Yale with your very fetching Spartan pennant. And John Wick. And John Wick. And also Plum. We miss you. God bless. Kind of dead weight. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha